Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, you're so wonderful. And as we go in this, uh, this morning to learn the next letter from you, Holy Spirit, I acknowledge you as the greatest teacher and revealer of truth. I ask that you think through my mind and speak through my mouth and let your words go forth, not in my own human wisdom, but in demonstration of your spirit and power that the faith of your people will rest in you and your power in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so the next letter that we are doing is the ninth letter, which is the Hebrew alphabet Tet. Okay, so it's either spelled T T or T T H also, uh, revealed in Psalms 119. So this is the cursive form. So last week I told you there are a few forms, so you will see a few shapes of this letter. Okay, Tet or letter number nine, which has the gematria or uh, numerical value of nine, is shaped like a vessel that contains something good and hides it within. So it has also the shape like a basket, a vessel, and if you see, that is, is the turn inwards. Okay, so also at the same time, it has uh, is, is constructed with the letters Zayin and the valve bowing down. The Zayin being the crown man, also to our Lord Jesus. And the Vav is man, all right? Number six signify man, okay? That man bowing down to, when we humble ourselves and acknowledge Jesus as our Lord, then there is this, there's something inside, in this basket, in this vessel, okay? That is, contains something good. Now this letter is, as usual with any other letters, very, very exciting. And it's hidden within, within this uh, humble person, bowing and humbling before Jesus, all right, or before God's word. It also represents nine months of pregnancy, okay? The nine months, you think of uh, pregnant, okay? A baby, a, a woman is pregnant for nine months. The fetus is hidden within and only revealed after receiving its goodness within. So. The baby or the fetus in a mother's womb. That's why you say all the goodness is there. So the pregnant mother has to eat good things. And all the goodness inside the womb is being given to the fetus. Okay. And after nine months, after partaking of all the goodness, it is ready to be born into the world. Okay. Go back to where is it very important to have the most meaning or the main meaning from the first occurrence in the Bible? So the first occurrence of this letter text is in Genesis, all right, where you have Genesis chapter 1, God saw the light and it was good, the creation. The text is expressed as letter that hides goodness within it. Okay, so in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth and then God said, let there be light, and there was light, and then God saw the light, and God said it was good. So good is goodness. In the first verse of Torah, is encoded the name of God. The first letters of the heavens and earth spell name of God, showing that goodness is contained with the creation from very its very inception. So 
So that's why goodness is also part of grace, right? God is good. So good grace is not in the only in the New Testament. It is already a description of God at the very beginning of creation. This aspect of God as good. God saw and it was, saw the light and it was good. So the earth, okay, Genesis 1.4. The earth was barren and without form, no form of life. It was under a roaring ocean covered with darkness. So it was all dark. But the spirit of God was moving over the water. So that is where the first mention of the Holy Spirit. Okay, so uh, that one is just, uh, in, let, let the uh, uh, blazing jewels teachers remember, you had one priest, right? So the Holy Spirit was already mentioned in Genesis. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, all there in the beginning of creation. Okay, but the Spirit of God was moving over the water. See, the Holy Spirit is the executor. So wait for God to speak. So when God speaks, and how does he speak? We will see more tomorrow. Very interesting. Don't miss tomorrow, right? When God speaks, those letters in Hebrew has the power, the Holy Spirit come, that power to make the, those power and energies in the Hebrew letters that God spoke. It, it didn't say, and God think. <laughs> okay, God speak. Okay, so speak, speaking, God's word, Hebrew letters have power to create. And that was done by the Holy Spirit coming in. And God said, I command light to shine and light started shining. God looked at the light and saw that it was good. This is the first occurrence of the letter Tet. Okay. Good is a word. Tet is the first letter of the word good. So you can see a little bit small there. Tat, tet, bath, and uh, anyone can see and know what is that letter? Bed. That letter, right? That means what? Dwelling. So God wants to dwell with man, right? He created and he wants to come in and dwell and he is good. He separated light from darkness. So the letter Tet begins the word Tov. Uh, tov, okay? And you can see there clearly, the word Tov is translated in English, goodness. It is uh, Tet, uh, tet okay? the letter that we are learning this morning, a vowel and a bat. And that forms the letter Tov in Hebrew, which means good. Okay, so remember these three letters. So Tet starts the letter good. Now you remember goodness, Psalms 23. So this is as I added in here and there. Okay, so that you have a message of God to your heart as well when you learn the letters. So now we can understand this verse more right, to learning the letters. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow you, follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So this goodness is the word top, which begins with the letter tet, which is the basket. All right, when man bow, make, making of the letter bath and the letter 
uh, crown, crown man, Jesus, Zion, when we humble ourselves to God and acknowledge him as our Lord, then as our, the one who exists, as our saviour, master, we experience goodness. Okay. All the days of your life. See, these are things that we need to have the revelation so we don't go and chase after blessings, right? Goodness, is, blessings are part of goodness, okay? And they will follow you. They chase after you when we chase after God, when we serve Him, when the vow bow down to the Zion in the basket, our container, our life. We bow down to him, goodness chase after us. That's the letter K and goodness. And we dwell in the house of the Lord. The number nine represents giving physical and spiritual birth to potential. Very, very interesting. Okay, so remember like the, the, uh, the baby in the womb or rather the fetus in the mother's womb take nine months. So in that nine months, Right, the, the fetus is receiving the goodness that the mother is feeding to the baby. <laughs> Can you see something here? God feeding us, giving us goodness. All right, and there was a time to for the fruit to bear fruit, even nine. This is not here, but as the Holy Spirit uh, uh, showed to me, the nine fruits of the Spirit love, joy, peace, goodness is part of it. And what fruits, right? Nine takes that conception, the time for it to be developed first. The tree, a good tree will bear good fruits. So doesn't mean immediately the person received the lot. Wow, then all these fruits come out. No, it takes time to nurture, all right? The new uh, things that God has put inside this fetus, right? The newborn baby is like a fetus inside receiving the goodness of God first. That's why we said, drink milk. Okay, first understand how good God is, who God is, and then later on, you will bear the fruits of the Spirit. So, nine will give birth to potential, right? In your life will change to be able to serve God, same with His character of love, of kindness, patience. It doesn't happen overnight. Sounds of shofar. Okay, also there's nine staccato sounds, and then this is all about the, the representing the nine, which is both physical and spiritual birth, all right, to our the potential that can go further, much more. Okay, blown on Rosh Hashanah in the beginning of the year is about renewal for the Jews, renewal and rebirth, bringing potential to actualization. That means there's a potential now. Okay, after the inside, the, the fetus in the nine months, and then the potential for this child to come into this world to bring blessing into the world. Potential for its potential, right? So if a child comes up, right, then it will begin to live up what it has received from the mother. Connect to, uh, connect to inner potential, the focus on goodness that is hidden all around from hidden in matter, soul is hidden in body. So remember the goodness, number nine, 
like uh, likened to a fetus in the mother's womb, right? Is hidden during that time. Is hidden, hidden from the outside world, correct? Of course, today they can use the what <laughs> laser to see, but actually it's hidden, okay? Until the baby come out, and it's just like the soul and the spirit that is hidden inside this body. Okay, all the goodness of God comes to this spirit man first, right? This inside, the hidden man inside you first. And people don't see. So we're going to see more this revelation and why we want to build and develop your spirit man, the hidden one. Okay, it's hidden. Hidden, God is also hidden in the world, right? Those who have eyes to see will see, Jesus said, you know. So we are, we are here to help the people see spiritual insight first. Very important because all were blinded after Adam's sin. The problem with man is not anything but spiritual blindness. Okay? So Psalms, let's go into Psalms. There will be so much more on this letter. But we go into Psalms first. So with a little bit of that explanation, we go into Psalms 119, the six, the eight verses that describe Ted. Verse 65. Ted, thou hast dwelt well with my servant, with thy servant, O Lord, according unto thy word. Okay, so it has the first meaning is goodness, well. Well is good, right? It's well with my soul, right? Well, everything is, is it okay with you? All right, good. Are you having a good? Is it good? Normally we'll say like that, right? So tech is about good, well, all right? Like wellness, shalom, everything inside there. But this wellness is not according to the world. The world well is that, oh, you, you look good, you look young, you look healthy. <laughs> Okay, go for medical report, everything okay. And then you say that is well. But the soul not yet grow or the soul inside the spirit not born again. Is it well? <laughs> In the sight of God, it's not well. It's dead. Outside looks good. Inside is dead. Okay, inside have no word of God, no understanding of who is, no understanding of their destiny, of their purpose on this life. It's not well. But outside looks good, beautiful, handsome, young. Nothing wrong with that. Okay? But what is important is the inside. According to your word. So you need to be well according to God's word. That's why if you don't know God's word, we think well is just outside looking good. No. Okay? God's word says that it's a spirit. If not born again, it's dead. And if born again but not growing, it's a immature baby, right? Still needing milk when Paul says in Hebrews, at such time, you ought to take meat already. Okay, so according to his word. So if we don't know his word, we really have no understanding of God's ways, the spiritual part, the, the hidden, hidden one. That's where to, as we learn, God is opening our eyes and revealing things that are hidden. Reveal means there's something hidden, isn't it? And not we don't need to be revealed. What you can see, open your eyes and see there's not revelation, right? You can see already. But you want to 
what is not seen by everybody are uh, that one you want to know because secrets revelations some your extravagant in the tpd version your extravagant kindness see well kindness and uh goodness all right to me it's extravagant so i want to makes me want to follow follow what follow your words even more so when we know and i have a revelation of this goodness not just go to church and then god the bible the pastor say god is good then the people say all the time and then all the time god is good and then go back home why god so many problems one ah, this one that one you forgot already what's good <laughs> you say god is good all the time ah. so if you when we understand okay and that's called revelation our life totally changed you won't be one uh, saying one thing in the church and then another thing outside okay it become part of your whole life because that is who you are that's who your god is according to your words then i want to follow whose word man's word outside one no god's word to know his extravagant goodness that's the word tech okay i used to wonder off until you discipline me but now i closely follow your word before i was humble i used to always wander astray but now i see the wisdom of your words see tech brings us back to god's wisdom okay so this is uh sometimes right god allow us to go through things to discipline us because he loves us discipline is just put you back <laughs> properly right even in hebrews you say even your natural father discipline you because he loves you so if we go through this life there is discipline there is no such thing as no discipline because god is father if father and we are spirit living in this body and this mind from the world of course we will do things our own way and because god loves us right he will discipline and sometimes and it involves humble remember the letter tag the valve is the number of men represent men also besides representing connection and all that is bowing down to the zayin okay we humble ourselves humble ourselves to learn from the word of god to go back to his word when we go back to his word sometimes we don't go back unless the Lord allows things. He doesn't strike you with sickness. He doesn't strike you with poverty and all that. But He allows situations in our lives where maybe sometimes we feel dead end or what, and then we turn back to God. So preferably we choose to follow God's word before He discipline us. <laughs> Easier, right? Just choose that okay, God, I want to follow your ways. I want to humble myself. Otherwise, God humble you, humble you will be a little bit harder on your flesh. All right, I see the wisdom of your words. Many people don't see God's wisdom until they go through trials and tribulations. <laughs> then they say, okay, God, actually you already tell me in the word, don't take this path, but you still take it. Then God say, let you go. Lah. It's like the GPS. Lah. You don't want to follow. You just go, 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 go. And then finally you say, Lord, I am lost. Lah. Then say, okay, now I see the wisdom of your words. We go back. All right. And every god allows every child that he loves right he trained us sometimes through this way even paul had to moses had to right 40 years in the wilderness to humble uh, moses who was going to be a leader of god and god cannot use him when egypt principles and everything is ruling his mind so 40 years have to remove 
Egypt from him, which is the wisdom of the world. All right, Egypt always represents the wisdom of the world. To in to uh, so everything you do is beautiful, flowing from your goodness. See, when we begin to understand, reveal really God's goodness, we don't want anything from the world anymore. <laughs> Teach me the power of your wonderful words. Whatever we thought ah, is beautiful in this world, it's good. When we understand the way God's goodness is, we, don't, we want to follow his word. Because whatever looks good in this world, it's just like when the devil, the snake, the serpent, right? Put the fruit, the forbidden one to Eve. Then what, remember what he said? Or Eve said, wow, isn't this fruit looks good? <laughs> ah, looks good, right? So a lot of things in this world looks good. Looks good to what? Looks good to our physical, to our physical eyes, to our taste, five senses. Looks good, but it's not good according to God's word. Okay, that's why Proverbs give a lot of wisdom, you know, about uh, what else we've been going through Proverbs in devotion, right? Whether it's man or woman, don't go for prostitutes and all that, right? It's, it may look good because it looks good, tastes good, feels good, but God's wisdom is not good. <laughs> okay, so when you see the real goodness comes from God, then we don't, we will go to the word of God to, to get the wisdom of God so that we won't enter into the world world ways yeah it's really a waste of our precious time on this earth teach me the power of your wonderful words not the words from the world whoever it is that tell you this is good this is very good you know salesmen <laughs> they will say until uh, you buy <laughs> at the end you go and find whatever money and buy because the salesman's words Ah, so good, so good, so sweet. Just like the serpent's words to eat. God said, don't eat. Very simple. This fruit, don't eat. But the salesman, <laughs> the serpent, the snake, talk until if take and eat and then someone give to others. <laughs> give to Adam, the husband. See? Be careful, right? It is words that lead us astray. So we need to Learn, teach me, God's, uh, the psalmist said, the power of his words is only real goodness comes from God's words. That is the text. Proud boasters make up lies about me because I'm passionate. Follow all you say, right? Follow what? Follow all who say, God say. And how do you know? What God say if we don't go to God's word? The Bible, all right, is God's word. So if we want to follow God's ways, what God say is here. Otherwise, we will follow something else. Sometimes we ignorantly follow because we don't know God's word. How are you going to differentiate which is God's word and which is man's word if we don't know God's word? Simple logic, right? Their hearts are dull and void of feelings, but I find my true treasure in your truth. The psalmist likened God's words, God's commandments, God's instructions as truth. That's why Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. Okay, 
people tell half lies, full lies, right? We won't know what is a lie until we know the truth. I said that many, 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 many times. Okay. It's to say, oh, I know everything. Really? <laughs> if we don't know God's word, what God says about certain things, then we actually don't know the truth. And we have been, you know, it's just like everything falls in the Garden of Eden. All right, starts from the very beginning. <laughs> Julie Andrews, right? That starts from the beginning. In the beginning. So in the beginning, what happened? It was Eve was deceived. A half truth was given to Eve. And she didn't realize she doesn't know the truth. She was deceived by the devil, telling her that if you eat this fruit, which is nice and good, looks good, you will be like God and you will know good and evil. Wow. Didn't ask her to go and kill anything. Didn't ask her to sin, so-called. But just ask her to just twist the word of God a bit. And how many believers today have been deceived by the devil each day, almost every day, which the words that come from him through, could be through people or through our own thinking, our own thoughts. Yeah, to think that, oh, this is true. This is what my mother told me. <laughs> this is what my father told me. Nothing wrong, don't disobey them, right? But we need to know what God tells us, all right? The true treasure is in your truth, in God's truth. And remember, we don't have the truth except in the word of God. So sickness, example, for example, right? You are sick. You have all the symptoms of COVID-19. Is that the truth of a believer? It is the, what the, your body tells you. It's what the medical, medical knowledge tells you, what the doctor or the thermometer or that tester tells you. But it's not what God's word tells you. So it's just a fact based on the physical world, the dialect representing the physical world. If you understand the Hebrew, uh, who God is, then the word is the truth. And what is the truth then? If you don't know, the truth is he has already healed us. By his stripes, you are healed. First Peter 3, 4. We were healed 2,000 years ago. Yeah, Elisha Ling, eh? You're not here. Okay, yeah. We are healed 2,000 years ago. That is the truth, but it cannot enter inside us. Ooh, it's like still stuck. <laughs> this verse cannot. And you know why? Because we didn't meditate enough. What we believe is what the doctor say, what the machine say, all the things that are from this world. That's where the Hebrew letters tell us, yes, uh, last week about head. Right? It is the truth, not just supernatural. It's just, you know, the, what the word of God say, that is the truth. We still haven't fully embraced it yet. Because why? We still believe that. So it takes some time before, when, until we realize only God's word is the truth, we will reject everything that comes from this world. Yeah? But God is very merciful, so he still wait for us to realize and to keep on meditating in his word.
So the real treasure is his truth. So remember, truth and lies. The devil has only one uh, main weapon, which is deception or lies. It's so easy to lie to a little child, right? <laughs> you want to con people, you con the adults or you con the small ones, the little ones. <laughs> the one just come out from school, bodo bodo. <laughs> That's where we need to grow up with the truth. If we don't, then we are like the young children, easy for the devil to con, right? Because we don't know the truth. So when you know the truth, the devil pass you. Ayah, this one I cannot. <laughs> I, tell, I, tell, I tell the person, you know, put, give some symptoms. And then the person turn around, God's word say, until take back your virus and go, go to hell where you belong. And then, yeah, but to the little child who don't know, follow the symptoms living in the, in the body, the physical realm. Remember the two realms, right? Same with lack and uh, 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 in our financial area. If we know the truth, really know it, not in the head, that when we tight and offer the windows of heaven open and God blesses blessing after blessing, gift after gift, we will never fear about tithing. We'll never have any more doubts about tithing and even offering, sowing, right? Because that is the truth. This is what God said. And the Hebrew letters, the revelation of who God is, that he, he, what he say is very powerful when we believe it, act upon it, and speak it. Again, I said, tomorrow you will know another, a little bit, uh, another revelation on that. So remember, truth, very important. Huh? So truth, the punishment you brought me through was the best thing that could have happened to me, for it taught me your ways. It's not actually like punishment, right? But it's just like, you know, the trials, certain things that we go through difficulties because we didn't follow God's word, that's all, right? But God knows how much we can, uh, you know, take also to mature us, discipline us. This is all part of why, why we need discipline because we are still very physical. <laughs> In heaven, God not, don't need to take rotan. <laughs> Actually, he doesn't beat us. Okay, It's always there. The goodness is always there. But discipline is just the body discipline, the mind discipline, changing our thoughts. And we have to go through certain experiences sometimes in order to change our thoughts and see that actually the real good person is God. It's just like the promise, the, the, the devil promised a lot of uh, people have experienced, you know, the devil promised them, you follow me, I will give you a lot of good things. Bless your life, give you power, give you money, give you wealth. And then at the end, it is from not from God, okay? The, the, the devil and take their life. So God allows it for the person, if we don't humble ourselves, right, to learn all these things. And in the end, is to turn to God and receive the real goodness where God say he doesn't want to harm us. In fact, he has never done anything to harm us. Whatever he asks us to do, right, for example, tithing and giving, because this is the area that, you know, Christians struggle with. It's not to harm us. It's to bless us. When we have more revelation of it, you will see everything in the Torah, 
in the Torah, remember, it's not law. Eh? It is instructions for our benefit. It's to bless us. It taught me your ways. Okay? <clears throat> Learning God's ways is more important than seeing miracles. All right? The words you speak to me are worth more than all the riches and wealth in the whole world. Okay, get into what this word means. Not just we quote it and we say, yes, God, you know, God, you you're more you worth you're more valuable to me than money. And then tithing also so difficult. Ten <laughs> percent also cannot give also very hard. And then you say, God, you're more valuable to me than millions in gold and silver. We are just deceiving ourselves. Okay, until we realize the value of words, right? We will not, we will be living a life really very carelessly. And we miss on the goodness and the blessings of God. So when we meditate, it's for God through the Holy Spirit to make his words to reveal all right, the revelation behind those words, the power behind it. That when the psalmist says this, he really means it. King David was never a stingy king. He was the one who had in his heart to build the house of God or the temple. And he gathered together all his riches. That's why it was very easy, you know, to, for God to bless him. His heart was not in the money, in the gold, the silver. His heart was God. That's why he can bring the revelation of all the 22 alphabets to us. He was a shepherd, a king anointed to us right through psalms 119 and many other psalms yeah the words you speak to me ponder about this for a while in your time in your own time are god's words really worth more than all the riches of this world if it is then what is tithing big problem <laughs> then it's not what is giving big problem what is trusting god for next day and tomorrow and all that big problem that means this is not yet revealed to us okay so when this is why why god re requires faith action in faith because otherwise we would be just what chinese call not phone <laughs> you just speak air on it okay what more we say all these things so god allows the reality because it's what God means what he says, not like man. Sometimes we just simply say things we don't mean. God means what he says because there is a power behind, there's a promise behind every instruction that he gives. And he wants to fulfill in his goodness the blessings of that obedience to our lives so that we can experience it. And that has to, for us, is to, that's why faith is required and action is required, not by force. Right? God doesn't force us to do anything. It is when we realize revelation, all start from reveal, realize revelation of how good he is and that God speaks something he will do, not like man. <laughs> okay? Don't look at man, it's okay. Just look at God's word. Everything is go to his word, go to what God says. And when he reveals to you that there are certain actions to be taken, we just do it because this is what God to get us away from the dependency on ourselves, on our money, on our own ability and own effort.
to trust him. Remember one time, another revelation that God gave me is from the very beginning when God created Adam and Eve, he created the whole earth already uh, with everything that was necessary for man to live and not only survive, to thrive. Everything was red. All the trees that you need, all the seeds for planting, everything was there. Gold, silver, minerals were all hidden under the earth. Man just need to discover and dig and speak, you know, and tend the garden. Is God Has God changed his mind to take care of his creation after Adam's sin? No, he still wants to take care of us. That's why Jesus had to come all the way. I left and back, revealed to us all the way until the letter top, right? Jesus went to the cross so that we today can come to that place again. That's the spiritual realm of trusting him. Okay, that is the supernatural realm, the God's realm, where he trusts him. And how can we know that we are trusting him when we are willing to part with the thing that we trust the most in our lives, money? <laughs> yeah, so... When we do that, we're saying, God, I am now trusting you. I'm no longer trusting myself, my abilities to survive in this world. Remember, it's Zayin, the survival. Yeah, but we enjoy it because we are now trusting in God. And all these instructions, tidings and offerings is to help us turn our eyes really on Jesus. And say, Lord, that's it belongs to you. I trust you with the rest of my month the rest of my days, the rest of my week, the rest of my years. So God has, that's God's wisdom, all right? And I trust and believe that every one of us here will be able to really have the revelation of these beautiful words of the word tap and able to say that your instructions are more valuable. That's why the, uh, Peter said, silver and gold have I none. When the first miracle that, of healing that happened after the Holy Spirit came. But such as I, as I have give I thee, he spoke to the lame man at the gate of the temple. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. Now, we, we will learn more of this. In Hebrew, actually, what, what were they saying? Yeah, they have no more dependence dependency on their money or their wealth they depend on god and god can transform every single life with a power that is not known to man okay okay that's the eight verses and i just want to read through this for us in the message version be good to your servant god be as good as your word all right the same verses but in the message version Contemporary, very easy to understand. Summarizing everything that we read just now. Be good as your word. Only God is good. Don't be deceived. <laughs> but you will learn what is this goodness from the letter. Tap. Your word. Okay? From your word. Train me in good common sense. And sometimes we also need common sense. <laughs> good one. I'm thoroughly committed to living your way. That's what the tap means. Wanting only God's goodness. Surely goodness. Whose goodness? God's goodness. How do we access this goodness? To living your ways. Following his ways. We access really 
His goodness, His goodness is beyond our thinking. Our thinking is we still have to help God a bit. <laughs> God said, I don't need your help. <laughs> I just need your obedience. <laughs> okay, that's all to keep you from the dangers of this life. That's all. It's, don't need to help God. Okay. Before I learned to answer you, I wandered all over the place. But now I'm in step with what? With your word. Okay, with your word. It is his word. Very powerful. God's word. That's what we've been learning. God's words, Hebrew letters, Hebrew words, reveal who God is. If the person in the natural, the king of uh, who? Arabia or whichever, the most richest one, we will listen to what he has to say because he's super rich, super powerful. This is God. Our God, your personal God and Heavenly Father. How do you going to know Him? How do you experience what He has through His, what He said, His Word? Remember, His Word is in the Bible. Before I learned to answer you, I wandered all, the, all over the place. But now I'm in step with your Word. It's a contemporary version. I like it. Does he go this? She say this. I step here. I follow the steps, <laughs> the footsteps of my master through his word. You are good and the source of good. Can we say to any human being there, you are good and the source of good? This word only belongs to God. <laughs> we fully, fully deceive if we, you know. We look at someone and say, oh, that fella is the source of my riches. It's the source. He's got so much wisdom. If it is not God, even the pastor who I am not God, yeah, I'm not the source. Jesus is the source. God is the source of all good. Go back to the source. Go back to your word. Go back, right, to him who is truly good. Train me in your goodness. The godless spread lies about me, but I focus my attention on what you are saying. See how the devil robs us of our attention. Attention means our time. Pay attention, right? We put our attention on what? On many things that the world is telling us. And God says, if you focus your attention on what he is saying, yeah, that's what today you're here to focus, set aside a time to focus our attention, right? Because we are what? When your school teacher, Cheng Lan, so pay attention to your students. Why? Because they are distracted. They look right, they look left, they look back <laughs> everywhere. But they are not looking at the teacher talking. Pay attention. Jesus said, hear, right? How you hear is very important. Your focus, your attention, put aside everything. Listen carefully. Why? Because this is the true goodness of God. The true goodness of God is what? My blessings are without sorrow. <laughs> no stress one. How to get it? You go back into God's word. Right? 10 minutes won't give you the revelation. Yeah? I focus my attention on what you are saying. Who is saying? What you are saying, what God is saying. How many times we listen to what other people say and they are not saying what God is saying, but it sounds good. Deceive. They are blind, they are blind, land as a 
bucket of blood while I dance to the tune of your revelation. All right, let God, Holy Spirit, reveal to us his true goodness. My troubles turn out all for the best. Yeah, right. They force me to learn your text from your textbook. <laughs> this is a message version. You already went through. Ah, if you don't have enough troubles, you're not yet, or rather, if you're not yet turned to the textbook, <laughs> you're not yet feel enough, not yet have enough troubles. Right? We go for tuition, tuition, tuition. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, right? But if you will only go to the textbook and learn, we don't need so much tuition, right? In the natural, parents can save their money. But the thing is, people are very lazy to go to the textbook, very lazy to go to the Bible, to Word of God. And that's why God allows, God don't send you trials and tribulation. He allows, remember just now, until we go round and round, wonder here and there, bang here, bang there, and then we come back to learn from God's word. Because he actually want to bless us and really experience what is true goodness. You know, all of us have not yet fully experienced or understood the true goodness of God. Even how many times you may be listening to the message of grace. We're not yet. Because God's goodness is really like beyond our comprehension. We still have a little bit of like, we have to do something. Again, this don't mix it up with not working. Huh? But in the work also, we need God's wisdom and understanding that God doesn't want us to suffer stress. Yeah? I think uh, Evelyn was sharing with me, as, as I shared with you, God can do things for us when we begin to see Him and understand His ways from His Word. He can do things for us. Maybe tomorrow she will share what happened okay they forced me to learn from the truth from your mouth makes means more to me than striking it rich in a gold mine so if you there's someone tell you there's a gold mine 20 minutes away <laughs> from your house and then there is a session of learning from god's word <laughs> which one you run to <laughs> It just means this. The, this psalmist, whether it's King David or you know, it should be King David, this one, right? He understands. These words are not just poems, you know. He means it. He experienced God's goodness. I don't care. You will give me $1,000, or $100,000 or what, $1 billion. Okay, I'd rather hear God's word if it is the truth. Truth from your mouth means more to me than striking it rich in a gold mine. That's why we don't go after riches. We go after God. And the devil put the riches there as a temptation to draw us away from the true goodness of God that he wants his children to experience. This letter, Ted, sings a song of goodness and pure goodness. How to describe goodness? Using the word pure by the way, also have the word tap inside it. Okay. Moses refers to dew, all right, as goodness of God. Deuteronomy, I think I shared a bit of dew, but let's see it from the, the Hebrew letters now. Okay, because that time was not from Hebrew letter, but it's also good. This will give you more understanding of goodness from this dew. 
Deuteronomy 20, 33, 28 to uh, 29 in the CEV version. Israel, you will live in safety. Your enemies will be gone. See, whatever God speaks to the Israelites today are ours through Christ by faith. Okay? And you'll see how, because Israelites, God speak to them in Hebrew language, right? And they understand their God as the yud he vav and Yahweh and all that. And this is what God says to them. The dew will fall from the sky and you will have plenty of grain and wine. The Lord has rescued you and given you more blessings than any other nation. He protects you like a shield and is your majestic sword. Your enemies will bow in fear and you will trample on their backs. This is what God said. Yahweh, Yudhe, Vahe, the God who revealed himself to Moses as I am that I am, I exist. Remember for us in Hebrews, it's what? Whoever comes to God must believe that he exists. So if he exists, he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. That's what we are doing, right? Diligently seeking him. And he said, and then you hear his words as if he's speaking to us because it is for us. The new creation, we are children of Abraham by faith. So it's very simple. That dew is coming down from the sky. Y'all know it's dew, right? I will show you a little bit more as we go along. And God has given you that God chose this nation. So the Jews know they are a chosen people. So have you ever met a Jew who is not proud of their heritage? Don't have. <laughs> okay. Every Jew is proud of their heritage. That means where they come from. They're born a Jew because they know that they are a chosen people from all the way back to Abraham. Right? God has chosen. Today, the new creation is also chosen, but not proud <laughs> to be a new creation. <laughs> uh, what, what are you? Um, um, um. <laughs> a Christian? <laughs> new creation in Christ. Because we don't know who our God is. That's the problem. Okay? We know who our God is, and through these revelations, will help you to know more. That you will never be shy or, or you know, ashamed, ashamed of who we are, right? Because we can still be ashamed. Romans 1, uh, 16, 17 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel. That means it's possible to be ashamed and in our own experiences, right? Because if you know, wow, your daddy is the uh, prince of uh, uh, Brunei or whatever, king or what, you're not ashamed why you say my name is so and so, I am the son of this, this so and so. But if we are ashamed, if we think that our, our father very poor one, <laughs> not much money, not clever, not smart, right? So why we ashamed sometimes in this world as new creations? Because we don't know what God say about us and we don't believe. Or even we read at all, we don't read at all. Okay, now, this is for the what God said to them, right? The Lord has rescued you and given, given everything God wants to give to us. More blessings than any other nation. Do you see that? We are privileged people. For us, it's by grace. Than any other nation, He protects you. Ooh. 
Dew descends lightly and gently from the heavens. Dew will never harm anything. Refreshes, cleanses, beautifies wherever it goes. So you remember the morning dew. I think Abigail always early in the morning will go out one. So you will, and then they have plants and all that. So if you have plants uh, like Wendy and all that, you will have, you will see the dew drop onto the plant. Okay. And then it is very gentle. Can you ever woke up, woken up by dew? <laughs> you have boom, the dew fall down and then make a sound, boom. <laughs> God or not, you never hear the sound of dew. In fact, we actually take for granted. It, every morning without fail, it will drop from heaven to the ground. All right? And it will never harm anything. That's why one of the blessings is the dew from heaven. I take for God earlier, your covenant blessing. Right? But today, with this understanding, you will see what it is from the Hebrew letters. Dew is light, it's gentle. It comes from above. True goodness does not, oh, there's a missing word there, sorry, I type up. Does not, okay, it's not does herald. Does not, there's a missing word, not that. True goodness does not herald its approach by blowing its trumpet. It prefers quietness and humility. Okay, dew, I will show you later, has, starts with the, the letter tet, Hebrew letter tet, okay? It means goodness, goodness, all right, dew. And because dew in the natural is not, uh, it's very gentle and very light. You don't even hear, hear any sound, right? Remember, it also speaks of humility, right? The letter tech, okay? The man bowing down. It doesn't boast, okay? It doesn't herald approach by blowing his trumpet. means it doesn't boast. It doesn't boast of what we are, the bath, bows down to the Zayin. And then the goodness is inside. There's so much goodness, it's a goodness from God. There's, we have nothing to boast of what we have done you know, on our own. All right? So sometimes before anything, you can hear the person, wow, wow, I've done this for the Lord. Da, da, da. Okay, blow trumpet. You all know what it is. It prefers quiet and humility. Okay, even the word quiet has the word tech inside. But it doesn't mean that you become a quiet person and don't talk at all. <laughs> that is the wrong understanding, okay? This uh, humility we've been learning through all the eight letters so far. When dew descended on the camp or around the camp, uh, a few missing words, of wandering Israel in the wilderness, it transforms into bread from heaven. And they, that's what the children of Israel said. What is it? The, the word mana is in the Hebrew, it's just, what is it? Because they don't know what is it. Don't, there's a no name to it. So they just call it mana. Mana means, what is it in Hebrew? Okay, translated as mana in English. It's just, what is it? Okay, so that came up from, came down from heaven in the morning. All right, God told them in the morning, it will come down. God's provision, gently, but Faithfully, all that time, they were 40 years in the wilderness. Every morning, without fail, the dew came down and turned into mana, bread. Today is a symbol for the real bread that came from heaven. Jesus who came gently, humbly, quietly, almost unnoticed, but the Holy Spirit 
gave us the eyes to see the glory of Jesus. Yeah, very quietly, he came where? In a stable, was born where? Together, you know, in a, there was no, even no hotel. <laughs> born in a stable. Nobody knew, but God already spoke to the wise men, to the shepherds, that the king is going to be born. Quietly. No, no, you know, it's not a huge celebration today. We have what you call what? Every the baby is born, wow, the whole world knows we have to celebrate. Nothing wrong with that, as I said, right? But Jesus came, the king of kings, the infinite one who compressed himself. That's what we learn about infinite number eight lying down into a little tiny baby that we can crush that Herod wanted to kill. So fragile, so quietly he came. Not many people knew that the King of Kings was born to take away, to die for us. No one knew at that time. Only a few people knew of the arrival of Jesus Christ, the King of Kings into this world from heaven. Very quiet, very gentle. Only to those who have eyes to see, the Holy Spirit revealed. Unusual shape. Okay, this is the shape of the letter again, to, in case you've forgotten what you like already by this light. The unusual shape of the letter is like a vessel with its rim in turn. So this side, turn in. <clears throat> this alludes to the beauty which is hidden within, beyond sight. There are eight synonyms for beauty in Hebrew. The term tov, which is meaning good, with the tet indicates the most inner, hidden, and modest state of beauty that exists. Okay, let me read again. This is the letter tet, right? And it means good, goodness. It is about a beauty that is hidden inside. Okay? So for Hebrew language or Hebrew uh, words, there are eight words to describe or synonyms. You know what synonyms, right? Words that are similar, have the same meaning, similar meaning. And out of the eight, this letter, tat, that means goodness, or this word tat, that means goodness, is about, it's the most beautiful one. Okay? It is the most inner, hidden, and modest state of beauty that exists in the expression of the Hebrew language of what God considers as beautiful. And you see more and more why. Okay. You can see it even in the uh, New Testament. First Peter 3, 4. Be beautiful in a CEV version. Be beautiful where? Outside, <laughs> in your heart, by being gentle and quiet. This kind of beauty, I, I haven't gone into it. I, I did quiet before, right? So remember, it's not about, I don't want to talk, I'm quiet, and that's beautiful. No, okay? It's not about the just being quiet, but being quiet at the right time, <laughs> okay? The kind, this kind of beauty will last. You want anything that lasts? You go and buy things you want. Can last how many years? <laughs> the first thing that we ask, right? Can last how many years? Can last how many months? What's the guarantee? How long? We want lasting, right? So remember, God's word is the one that lasts forever. And you say, this kind of beauty will last. 
the and God considers it very special, right? In the K, K, King James version, let it be. Okay, it's talking about let your beauty not be the adorning of outside, just the physical, because everything will fade away. Huh? Let it be the hidden man of the heart, in that which is not corruptible. That means cannot perish. It's incorruptible. Even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which meek is humble, which in the sight of God is of great price. Which is more important, in the sight of God or in the sight of boyfriend or husband or wife? <laughs> in the sight of God, boyfriend after a while, or become husband after a while, are you? Why so many wrinkles already? Why oh, already? <laughs> Can be looking at the hour, but thank God we have uh, men of God here, right? Elijah, Elisha, all that. He don't look at the outside, right? He sees the inner beauty. And this is how God sees, which is valuable, great price. That means money cannot buy. Ah, this cannot. So where? Money cannot buy what type of beauty? You can buy all the beautiful products outside there to make your skin look good and everything. But this beauty, money cannot buy. <laughs> it is given by God and developed by us. That's why we are doing what? Developing the hidden man of the heart. We are not developing the outer man. But the, as we develop the inner man, the outer man also looks good according to God's ways. The shining glory of God. No more just what the world defines as beautiful. See what God defines as beautiful. Everlasting, forever. The hidden man of the heart. This is the beauty, the tag, which is very rare. Okay? Value of number nine identifies it with the womb. This is the ending part to bring back the beginning part and the whole of Psalms 119. Uh, those verses on tag in which the goodness is held for nine months before birth. Okay, so repeat so they can remember a bit more, or rather catch the revelation. Mary hid these things in her heart. That's why beautiful heart. And pondered them. Your heart can only be very beautiful if it is what is hidden inside is God's word. <laughs> This one just come out. Okay, Holy Spirit say one. Okay, <laughs> if you want beautiful heart, that lasts forever because what is beautiful to God only Jesus is beautiful and what is Jesus how is Jesus represented to us today his word so if you the more you have God's word okay not the not in the head huh <laughs> in your heart the more beautiful you are toward to God in God's sight and that's why the glory can come up the shining glory, the beauty is the beauty of Jesus inside you. It's nothing of our intelligence or whatever we put on the face or what. The beauty that matters to God. Remember, Ted, just now we read, everything is according to his word, the goodness. And just now we also heard from the uh, Hebrew scholar, the part where the eight Hebrew letters that, uh, that expresses beauty or describe beauty, the most beautiful one is this word letter tat, and the hidden one. Tat is about the hidden beauty inside our heart and spirit. And Mary hid these things. Hid what? What things? The word that God spoke to her and pondered them. Actually, not to her. First, in the beginning, God spoke to who? The shepherds. 
the words, the angels to the shepherd, there was 30 years before Jesus was born. Right, God revealed to the shepherds that there was going to a baby, uh, to there was to be born a baby. The baby was the Messiah. Then, probably one nine months or one year before she gave birth, right? That's when the angel appeared to Mary and said that you know God has chosen you, Mary, right, to become to have to, uh, where the Son of God will be conceived through you to. To, to her and she hid those things those words what are you hiding in your heart how much gold <laughs> every day you no know, whatever you think right is whatever is most precious to you all your assets all your number of houses all the whatever achievements right we all keep inside our heart i'm very scared right to in case every disappear hide god's word in your heart there's one verse i told you earlier i, I uh, when I was very small, like 10 years old, like uh, Evelyn's daughter, Esther, one of the words that really mean a lot to me is, thy words have I hidden in my heart. Of course, it says that I may not sin against you, you know, but it's in my heart. It should, actually, it's nothing wrong. It's that I won't go against God's ways. If you have God's uh, words in, my, in your heart, that doesn't mean that I, I didn't fail, okay? Just saying that, if you have God's word in my in your heart, all right, and that's where you treasure the correct thing. <laughs> the correct thing to treasure in this whole life is God's word. If you forget everything, preachers <laughs> like to say that. If you forget everything, remember this. <laughs> remember this. The only thing that we need to treasure and keep in our heart, the most valuable of all, is God's word. God's words, the word of God. All right. One of the reasons that Mary, this is the comment, uh, comment of someone who commented this, for Mary being the choice of God must have been her discretion, her choice. All right. Her, her modesty, her patience, virtue so valued by God and so devalued by our society today. God saw in Mary. All right. Today's society is. Hurry, 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 you know, do everything and the wrong values. But Mary, and sometimes we have God's word, we just don't know how to keep in our heart, don't know how to nurture God's word, don't know how to let it grow, feed, you know. So many promises, right? Remember watering the seed, whatever seed that you have planted, God's word as seed, our finances as seed, then water it. That means nurture it while it's still hidden, while the seed is still under the soil. Right? We are supposed to nurture it, water it, speak, realize there's a living thing inside the seed, whether it's your tithing or offering or the word of God that you are meditating upon. Right? Speak according to God's word. Thank you, Lord. I have tithed and now you will open the windows of heaven. I thank you and I entrust my whole life into your hands and that my finances will grow, that I can serve you more and I will reap whatever I've sown. Speak those things aloud. There's power. In those words, right? The patience and the patience. So, oh, you're not shit, lah. I tied yesterday, today, nothing happened. <laughs> I know I'm tied already, God. The seed, you're planting seed. Seed need to nurture, need to be hidden under the soil, need to die there and live. Yeah? Water, sunlight, okay? Patience, 
Okay, so uh, in the blazing jewels, right? They did an experiment of or, uh, something likened to tithing and offering by planting the seed, putting in a pot. There has to be patience. The mother Abigail is the one who walked up. <laughs> right? So the other one, the, 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 the child just wait for, hey, grow already or not? Well, grow already or not? So who is the one patient? The mother, okay, very patiently, water every day, speak the words of God, grow. And then you see the fruit come out. Eventually, take some time, yeah, to believe God and trust God. And these are virtues that are valued by God. Not go around everywhere. Okay, I do already. Why nothing happened? Or I have this revelation. Everyone must know about it. Sometimes it's very good to share, but sometimes God give you a word or a revelation. Keep inside your heart and wait for the time for it to nurture to grow. So. I, even if you move in the spirit and all that prophecy, sometimes can I can give it out, sometimes I cannot. I've learned that, all right, through years of ministry. Not everything must give out. Wait, to wait. <laughs> sometimes very exciting. You feel like just, just giving it out. But you need to be patient. Hold that word in. Wait first. Sometimes it's, this is the time. So if you need wait for the correct time. And God saw that beauty or that aspect of Mary and chose Mary to be the one for Jesus to come through. And today God choose, all right, all of you, if you can have understand these values that God value, all right, and they will bear fruit. Patience is very important, huh? Okay. The ability to hide God's word in your heart and nurture them and develop them in your lives. The meditation and confession is the nurturing part because you're not yet believe. So, we have God's word. Oh, sounds so good. By his stripes, I'm healed. Yes, in Jesus' name, I'm healed. And then nothing happened. Then you say, not real, uh, God's word. <laughs> but the nurturing means what? You meditate on it day and night. Meditate. By his stripes, I'm healed. Visualize. Then read those instances in the Bible of God's healing. Read the whole of Isaiah 58, not just 4 and 5. Right? That's the patience to discover more, to go in, to meditate, to nurture the word until you believe it. Wow! Then you can speak up and the power comes out from the words that you already nurtured and believe. Develop. All right, in our lives. Simeon, not Simon. Simeon is a, uh, another um, man of God, right? Who was uh, is a prophet and he was growing old. He was going to die. But he asked and requested that he may, you know, see the, the, the Messiah before he, he dies. And this was what he said. My eyes have seen your salvation, Yeshua, and now we can go in peace. Right? Salvation is Yeshua. So he saw Jesus be born, the fulfillment and reward for his patient faith. Right? So fruit bearing rewards need patience. Finally, even our reward in heaven. Yeah, if you have to live to 80 years, 70 years, patient or not. Patient in still preaching God's word. Patient in meditating. Patient in confessing God's word. Patient in listening to God's word, in studying God's word. Patient, and it can take maybe another 20 years or 
five years because of rapture coming soon or 10 years, right? Before the reward, you say, wow, heaven very far away. Lah. Now you ask me to think about heaven, I cannot. <laughs> and then it says, I, I live my life first. It's just like, you know, Jesus already said in his word, I have rewards for you, crowns for you. Are we patient while waiting for that day to come? Today, we patiently serve him, patiently preach, patiently teach, patiently meditate, patiently let develop the character of Christ, patiently sit down and listen <laughs> to the revelation from the Hebrew letters to give us a bigger understanding of who our God is. Because the reward definitely will come. Yeah, it's those impatient people that never get their reward, right? Say, like, well, I have to study until form five. Ah. I cannot, ah. I drop out at the uh, standard six. Then you miss the physical reward, ah, that one. Okay, so because you drop out, I cannot, I cannot go to school every day. Ah. It's so difficult. Ah. Yeah, so there is a spiritual uh, growth inside us, maturity. So developing our spirit man takes patience because after that we bear the fruits and we begin to be able to fulfill our destiny and serve the Lord for final reward that is coming. The ability to hide the word of God in your heart is something to develop. Okay, so first here, develop meditating and confess, confessing God's word. First step, <laughs> All right? Treasuring God's word as the truth. Then, when you receive and then reading, that's why I started devotion to help you all come to that place of loving God's word. Okay, and seeing that His word is the most important thing in our life because His word gives direction, gives blessing, and understanding and revelation of who God is and who we are while we are living in this world. He doesn't want us to be ignorant. But then, if we are chasing after wrong things, then we have no time to find out the truth. Or we, not to say have no time, right? We don't put our time there. The Alberto, put where? In our heart. Develop that. And that's where we, today's session is called the Developing the Hidden Man of the Heart. So when I discovered this, I say, wow, God, I'm so excited. <laughs> because this is, this name is where God gave when we started, gave to me when we started this ministry, Beauty for Ashes. <laughs> Last time I called different name, right? And Holy Spirit gave me this name, Developing the Hidden Man of the Heart. Though, although it's the same, but it was very different. The same and yet different. And today, as we go into the Hebrew letters, it's led by the Spirit of God, right? I'm very excited. Everything that he spoke from the beginning, Today is getting clearer and clearer through the revelations of the Hebrew letters that we didn't go wrong direction, or at least I, <laughs> so, because I'm still very dependent on him. Okay, if he doesn't, you know, talk to me, I think I really dare not do anything. In the hide the word of God in your heart, right? Think of the ability that we must develop before to receive the words, thoughts, or assurances of God and hide them in our hearts, nurturing them till they germinate and produce fruit. It's a lot of time. Okay, Even in the natural, God uses the natural to teach us. right? Even more so, God's precious words, God's precious revelation, will he just dump it to someone who don't even treasure it? No. 
So treasuring is taking time, taking time to go into God's word and listen and seek him, right? Hide them in our hearts and until we have revelation. So don't speak too fast. See, not yet get the revelation and speak already. And then we think that eh, it didn't happen. Okay? Nurture it. When you get a revelation, nurture it. When you get a word of God, hide, grow. Within the text is the stillness, T-E-T, -E -T, right? The letter we are studying today, the ninth letter. is the stillness which the secret of the letter's power to nurture goodness and a stillness that we need to acquire if we are to produce lasting fruit in our lives. Remember, we want lasting fruit, right? God looks for a still heart. So, Within this letter, tag also has the meaning of goodness and stillness. Be still and know that I am God. God didn't say, be very noisy and know that I am God. <laughs> do this, do that, and you will know that I'm God. Run around everywhere and you will know that I'm God. No, be still. Stay there. Stay there in the quietness of your heart, hidden from everyone in, with his word in front of you, you will know that I am God. Right? Psalms 131 verse 12. I am humble and quieted in your presence like a contented child who rests on his mother's lap. I am resting. I am your resting child. This is in the TPD version. And my soul is content in you. This is the text. Right? The stillness, another word that comes from the letter tag. Be very still, like a child that is quieted is my soul. Psalms 1312. A calm person inside the heart. You know, a little bit of bad news outside. That one is the what? <laughs> Not calm one. Chamo, chamo, you know, die la, die la, everything die already. God wants to develop. That stillness and that quietness inside your heart. So in the midst of whatever is happening, you have God's word. The only thing that can give you that stillness and quietness is God's words, God's promises. If you have been meditating and nurturing that. Because why a person is uh, in frenzy? Oh, charm ready. Everything has gone haywire. You know, lost job or, you know, the boss said, is going to uh, deduct pay or whatever bad news or COVID come already or something like that. And then you go haywire. But if you are still and quiet, you have learned all right, how to be still, how to be quiet, how to have God's word to hide inside your heart. You will say, don't worry. <laughs> God is in control. He will turn it. He will you know, take care of me. Lose this job. Okay, go open another door. This virus, I just speak to it, die, it cannot touch me. Or if it touch you already, he said, God, I recover quickly because God's word say, you lay your hands on the sick and they recover. So you have God's word, you will not be moved, you will not be shaken. And this is the humility and the quietness in God's presence. Every day we are bombarded with the world's thoughts, the devil's thoughts to make us crazy to <laughs> make us unsettled you know worried and uh must do this quickly must do that wait first cool down calm down listen 
But if you have nothing to put inside your heart, then there's nothing to listen to. <laughs> so that's why developing the hidden man of the heart is to keep putting the storage, yeah, your vessel inside the basket. Okay, the word of God, the goodness of God, realizing more and more, and then you realize this goodness in his presence, we are humbled. Remember the tech, the valve that bows to the Zion. Because it is his goodness and not ours. It's not saying, don't worry, I'm in control of the situation. <laughs> not like that one. Don't worry. My God is in control of the situation because Psalms 23, verse 6 says this. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Which verse are you going to quote? As in, which verse has become real to you in the times of trouble or bad news? If you got no verse, <laughs> then you oh, <laughs> run here, run there. Okay? But if you have God's word inside, you will be still and know that He is God. And then He will do what we cannot do. If there's something that you can do, Holy Spirit will tell you, do this. If really there's nothing to do that you can do beyond your, this one, it's where God is in control. I leave it to him. And then you can, it's like a child quieted in the, on the, uh, in the mother's lap or on the mother's shoulder. See, if you are, this place is very nice, right? Here's <laughs> a picture. Why? We are supposed to lean on God. Why are we leaning on our own wisdom, on our own abilities? We take we want to take the rein, R-E-I-N, in life. We want to be the driver. We only feel good, feel peaceful, if everything else in the natural realm, physical realm, is according to what we want it to be. Sorry, then you will be always living in the physical realm without the God who is controlled. But when you say, God, I live to you, then I let you take over the the wheel. That means what? You know, a driver, uh, they say what? If uh, a person who can drive, very hard to sit with a person who just new driver, right? Because you very scared the person because you know you, you know how to drive. So you, you will be very panicked. You want to step on the brake. There's no brake, right? This is like the one who have not surrendered themselves to God yet. We're always thinking, God, why this one? You know, you're taking the wrong turn, God. <laughs> That's why you cannot be at rest. Rest is, I trust you, God. You know better than me. Until we come to that state, God will let us go round and round. Yeah, you, you want to drive, you drive up. <laughs> you drive up, you go and knock. Okay, God will say, let you drive. God won't struggle the wheel with you. Because God is not like that. Yeah, his goodness is tech. Tech is gentle. You know? let you do until we surrender and then say okay la, lord i'm not that smart la. i already bang here bang there let you take over the wheel if we can do it earlier as the bath that you know uh bow down to the zayin to the crown man then we don't have to go through bang here bang there and we say lord i surrender so but how can we surrender if you don't know god's word what god say so very important yeah so begin to this rest is resting. The baby rests, totally not thinking anything. And the mother will protect. So for us, 
it's not just, oh, uh, someone say God will protect. That means you don't have to believe. You need to have exactly which verse, which part of the Bible say that God is protecting us, that revelation, and then only we can sleep, right? Properly and lean on him. It is his word, nothing else. It's his word, okay? God, goodness nurtured within is close to being the rarest of letters that can be found in the Torah, which is the letter Tet. When I was doing, uh, uh, you know, looking up this letter Tet, I found there's very few letters on Tet. Very few. Very rare. And then as I found this, then I realized it is true. Is it, I thought at first, is it I cannot find or what? Because a lot of other letters got a lot. But this letter, very rare. Very, very few only. Like you can count. And then I came across this scholar who shared about it. It is really correctly the rarest of all letters. Because it's very rare to be quiet, to find this quality in man. It is only in God. Such humility. Remember, that doesn't herald you know about boasting it's so quiet it's so gentle it's so humble and that is our lord jesus christ he came down humbly as a little baby that nobody knew he came only those who are in tune with god those shepherds right that god chose to tell them ahead of time only mary who kept in her heart the words of god for a long time yeah so this is Ted. It's a gentle, like the dew. So quiet, it comes down every morning. This goodness of God, may we have a wonderful understanding of this revelation. Yeah, that His goodness cannot find one in this world. All right, it's only in Him. Think of when you think of, and it's found in the Torah. Right in that quietness of trusting God, that what God said He will do. And God said He doesn't want us to stress. And we, when we let Him take over the wheel, He will do things for us that we cannot do. <laughs> wow, I can see Hannah, big yawn, man. <laughs> hey, remember, y'all are on video. <laughs> You forgot already. Okay, anyway, but that doesn't mean all of you close video lah. Okay, but I have to point it out. Not you forget. <laughs> all right. So, uh, think when you think of this letter Ted. All right, think of goodness nurtured within. Because what it where is God? God is inside you. <laughs> right, Holy Spirit lives inside you. The God of the universe, the creator, have chosen to humble himself and live inside you. And that is where all the goodness is. And we can only discover it from his word. Okay, think of goodness within. Think of patience and faith. Think of modesty and quietness. This is the song of the letter text. And just to bring this out, to see how good God is, all right, as a something to bless you all. Isaiah 30, 18 to 19. The Lord God is waiting to show. He's waiting. See, he had to wait for us to come down. He had to wait for us to 
hand over the wheel of our life to him before he can drive us. You know, I like to be driven and enjoy the breeze and all that, whether it's on a Harley Davidson or on a, in a car or whatever. It's beautiful, right? But I don't like to drive. So someone drive you in life. Isn't it more wonderful to let the Holy Spirit take over? Let God take over? Yeah, he's waiting because he wants to show you a goodness that we cannot attain by our own strength and our own wisdom. How kind he is and to have pity on us. The Lord always does right. Uh, this is just now I shared, right? We always think we are right or we know better than God. And God wants to say, hello, until you come to that place, humble yourself, remember? In this goodness, God cannot show us his goodness until the vow bend down to the Zion. Submit and humble to Jesus, to his word. Because when that happens, all the goodness is hidden within, just like in the mother's womb. The Lord is waiting to show, waiting, waiting for us to humble ourselves, to go to his word and say, Lord, I know nuts. I know nothing, <laughs> but you know everything. So take over the wheel of my life as I follow your instructions. The Lord always does right. Until that, we decide that one, right? We still got a long way to go. He blesses those who trust him. People of Jerusalem, you don't need to cry anymore. Can you imagine God speak to you like that personally? Don't cry anymore, okay? God, as long as you begin to put your whole life in his hands, God, you are right. Don't argue with God wasting time. Because he is God, huh? <laughs> argue is wasting time. The Lord is kind and soon, as soon as he hears your cries, he will help. That's why the children of Israel, even how many times they fail God, they disobey, they cry back to God, God still help them. He will come. The Lord has given you uh, trouble, okay, that was allowed, right? And sorrow as your food and drink, that was their disobedience. But now you will again see the Lord, your teacher, and he will guide you. Whether you turn to the right or to the left, you will hear a voice saying, this is the road, now follow me. Now to Jesus Christ. It's so wonderful. Jesus said, I am the shepherd. My sheep hear my voice. You hear whose voice? The shepherd's voice. But from where? From his word. From his word. Some of you are, you know, uh, going into his word more. And that's where your maturity can be seen a bit more. Those days when you don't bother to meditate, don't bother to confess, you just one ear, hear a sermon and then good, 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 bye-bye. You can see your maturity not there. Right, But when you start to put in God's word, I can see you all growing. All right? Because it's his word inside your heart right, that grows your spirit man. Okay? Now, he says, God, you begin to be able to hear him properly. Not say anything that talk, any voice, anything you follow. Even Holy Spirit voice, many believers have mistaken Right, because they don't know the word, then they say, Holy Spirit, tell me this. Holy Spirit, tell me that. It's not Holy Spirit. All right, Holy Spirit will not go against the word of God. Okay, so but today, when we develop that hidden man of the heart and nurture God's word in our spirit, we're able to hear Holy Spirit properly. My sheep hear my voice, and Holy Spirit was is here, sent here to guide us so that we can really go in the direction that he wants for us. 
and then you will treat your idols of silver and gold like garbage, you will throw them away like filthy rags. <clears throat> we don't have to tell person, that person, don't do this, don't do that. Right? Rather, when they come to, under the power of the Holy Spirit, under the goodness of God, fill themselves with the word, they themselves will, will know what not to do. <laughs> it's inside them, right? And there's a beautiful testimony of uh, Hannah's sister, Christine, which we'll hear tomorrow, right? She just got born again. Beginning, she was uh, hesitant to receive the Lord. Say, oh, you know, I come from Buddhist family, this and that all around me. But the moment she received the Lord, everything changed. <laughs> she can tell people, I'm now a Christian. <laughs> That's what Hannah told me yesterday, right? From one extreme to say that I cannot receive the Lord, like, you know, I'm from Buddhist, all around me is Buddhist, to the other extreme, just in a day after receiving the Lord and receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit two Sundays ago, she can go and tell her, those around her, I'm now received Jesus Sunday, I'm going to, <laughs> to be in the presence of God. Okay, so it's, see how real God is? and his word and his Holy Spirit. But they will do themselves what? I didn't have to tell, I didn't tell her, uh, yeah, you, you know, after this, after a quiz, you receive the Lord, then you have to tell them that you're a Christian. I didn't tell her anything like this at all. Right now, Hannah, I didn't tell her. Yeah, I just say, it's your life. Now, between you and God, you receive him, he will come into your life. And then after that, Jesus came into her life. And then she baptized in the Holy Spirit. She do all the things that we no one instruct her. See, because why God come and stay there inside her. And as she hear the word more, she will know what to do and what not to do. The Lord will descend like rain to water the seeds you have planted. Your fields will produce more crops than you need, and your cattle will graze in open pastures. So our part is to plant the seed. Can we turn rain or not? Any one of you so powerful you can produce rain or produce dew. No, right? Only God can do it. So that means what? Our part is just to plant seed. Whether it's the seed of God's word or in area of our finances, we just plant, we just sow the seed according to what God said. The impossible part where we rest is to believe that that's what God said. The Lord, the Almighty One, the self-sufficient One, the Lord means Yudhe he is the one who will send the rain to water the seed because the seed needs rain. God's word over it. God's blessings. Your fields will produce more crops than you need. Hey, if you are a Jew, you listen to this, you're happy or not? <laughs> but why are we all not happy? Eh? <laughs> ah, because you feel this is not for me. Ah. Never listen to read God's word and say that it's not for you. It's the devil's lie. When we read God's word and you feel not for you, and then you bypass it, and then you close your Bible. Or you listen to a sermon like this, and you the, the word from God is blessing, God is spoken, and you still have no excitement. But you listen to a king who got a lot of money outside there, and the person says, I will do this for you, I will give you, I will today transfer $1 million to your account, or the one you want. That's only the physical realm. And nobody will also say that to you. <laughs> Very rare, right? But here, here without effort 
or rather they will say to you, you work, ah, you work 12 hours, 24 hours a day, you probably can have maybe 1,000 more in your salary or what. And that one we accept, very happy. But this one, God is saying that he is the one who wants to bless us. He's always going to send the rain to water the seed that you're planted. And then we say, hmm, not excited. This is our God. May the Hebrew letters as we go along really show us this is our God and how great it is, He is. Because first, it takes faith before the manifestation. Don't say, God, show me first. Ah, that's not faith. Okay? Say, Lord, I do. I believe you first. And then it will manifest. God will send the rain and your fields will produce more. Can you believe it? To say that your, your life will be more blessed than the world outside. You believe it or You believe it, you receive it and hide it inside your heart and nurture it, meditate upon it until you believe it and continue to act. Then God can do his part. Your fields will be fed with the finest grain. Even your oxen, your donkeys, those living under your household, don't call them donkeys, okay? But <laughs> those working for you, all right, whatever, right? God will even bless them. On that day, people will be slaughtered and towers destroyed happening in the world. Those without God, right? And that's why we need to go preach the gospel to them, right? They are going through suffering without Jesus Christ. They're going through a lot of pressure because all they are depending on their own self, their own wisdom to prosper themselves. Their own health. Without health, then they got no wealth, right? The world say. But today we have everything in Christ. If you know his word, if we believe our God is that powerful. But streams of water will flow from high hills and towering mountains. Then the Lord will bandage his people's injuries and heal the wounds he has caused. It's not he has caused, okay? he has allowed, right? Because of the people's uh, stubbornness. The moon will shine as bright as the sun and the sun will shine seven times brighter than usual. It will, take, it will be like the light of seven days all at once. This is all only God can do. Will you just trust what, who our mighty God can do rather than strive to live in this world by our own abilities? Israel, I will teach you. It's like saying, new creations in Christ. I will teach you. My words will be like gentle rain on tender young plants or like dew on the grass. Teaching is like teaching. It's like his words, what you are receiving now. Let the word of God sing, go inside like dew, gentle. It's not forcing, right? It's not hard. It doesn't land on you, boom, like that, right? It is gentle like rain on young plants. Even the youngest one, uh, Ying Ying, right, can receive the word of God and know that you know, God loves her. It's not harsh. It's not hard. It's very simple. It's just believing me, trusting in me. So beautiful, right? Do you, the pictures that you see on the grass, his word, his word, not his miracles, his word. First hear what he's saying first, okay? It's like do you, and you want this blessing of goodness come from where? His words, his words. Can I say 1,000 times? His word, his word, <laughs> his word. His word is where the goodness will come or manifest. 
His goodness, okay, comes from His word. The Lord is merciful. That's what you're hearing today. He is kind, He's patient, His love never fails. Okay, we are bombarded in this world by people whose love fails, right? And all the discouragement comes from that, from our own inabilities, our own failures, and people tell us you are not good enough and all that. No people who are not patient with us, and therefore we are down. No people who are not merciful. But God is not like this. God is merciful, right? He doesn't give you the punishment that we deserve because we were sinners. And he's kind. Kind. Kind is what? Have you seen kind people? Yeah, kind. Right? Rebecca in the Bible, the Bible, Rebecca is so kind. Not only just feed the, the people who came, Isaac and the and his servants, even she went before feeding herself, she fed all the animals, the camels and everyone. The extra mile, the kindness, right? It's God. God will go extra mile when we believe Him and believe, hear His word and believe Him. The Lord won't always be angry and point us to our sins. That is what happened at the cross, right? In the new covenant, the forgiveness of sins when you partake of the uh, communion, the cup and the wine. Don't remember your sins because God don't remember them. It's a time to remember God's goodness, God's forgiveness. He's forgiven and chosen not to remember your sins, not even one sin. He doesn't punish us. He punished our sins on Jesus Christ, our wonderful Savior. How great is God's love for all who worship Him, greater than the distance between heaven and earth. How far has the Lord taken our sins from us? The psalmist had a revelation of Jesus Christ, of the Savior, all right, the Messiah who will come and die for our sins and remove them as far as the east is from the west. How many of you can touch the east here and touch the west there? Impossible, right? In the natural. And this is what God likened to the for his, him forgiving our sins as far as the east. That means he don't want us to remember. This is the goodness of God. Which human being on earth, no matter how good they are, in their own goodness, they will still bring you to remember how bad you were and how good they are. <laughs> you know, I helped you out of this, you know. I'm the one, you know, responsible for your life today. You know why you are so, you are living happily today? Because I helped you. This is man's boasting. Man, good also must tell everybody and tell you and remind you I'm so good to you. May we learn how to humble ourselves. And Jesus' goodness, Jesus don't keep on reminding us. Remember, but he's telling us to remember him. It's not sentimental. It's remember that you now can live healed, whole, blessed as you receive the goodness from him, what Jesus had done. Right? It's not He's always wanting to show us or rather manifest his goodness, but it cannot be manifested until we turn to him. Just as parents are kind to their children, the Lord is kind to all who worship him because he knows we are made of dust. He can actually crush us whenever you fly up there. 
right? Remember, I was shared and up in the plane and I looked down. Say, God, we are so insignificant like the end. Maybe one finger you can crush us already, but you didn't. You didn't. Wow. We humans are like grass or wildflowers that quickly bloom, but a scorching wind blows and they quickly wither to be forever forgotten. That's actually who we are, to remember and humble ourselves before our Creator. We are like grass and wildflowers. When a wind blows, whoop, we are gone and we actually can wither very fast. Today, so beautiful, this rose. This flower, the next day is gone. The Lord is always kind to those who worship Him. Uh, when uh, Abigail, you walk the same trail every day for your exercise, today you see the flower, tomorrow is it still there? No more already. Maybe last a little bit longer, one week or what, few days, but it eventually will fade away. It's not eternal, it's not going to be there forever. This is like us. That's what God is telling us. Our life. 20 years, 40 years, 60 years, it will fade away. The longest, 80, 120, eventually had to fade. But see how good God is, right? He keeps his promises to their descendants who faithfully obey him. God has set up his kingdom in heaven and rules the whole creation. May the revelation of the Hebrew letters help us to see more and more. God created this world, created this creation. Tomorrow you'll see that. And he is in charge. He is still having dominion and he's still the king of this creation. That's why Jesus is coming. <laughs> because there's a time that they're set. People say, where is God? Where is God? When are you going to come? Don't say like that. <laughs> okay. The day he comes, the person will have to stand before the judge. All of you thousands who serve and obey God, come and praise your Lord. Tomorrow you're going to do that, right? In worship. All of God's creation and all that he rules, come and praise your Lord. With all my heart, I praise the Lord Almighty. Look just now. Isaiah 40 verse 6, a voice says, similar to just now the verse that I read out, cry out. See, all the prophets basically more or less prophesy the same thing about God's goodness, man's frailty and hopelessness and Jesus coming down to redeem us. Isaiah the prophet says, what shall I cry? All people are like grass. What shall I cry? Means what am I going to prophesy? What shall I say to the people of Israel? What shall I say to the people in this world? All people are like grass. And all their faithfulness is like flowers of the field. <clears throat> the grass withers and the flowers fall. But the breath of the Lord blows on them. See? One day green few days later, it can turn brown, right? It can wither. A flower will also fade. But the word of our God endures forever. What God has said will never change. God said he will provide the dew. After die already, another flower will come up. The grass withers and the dew comes, brings life again. This is how good God is. In our own frailty, we are just like this grass and this flower that will fade. But God's goodness is like the dew. This is the tap, the letter tap. 
right? Even we fade, we will fade away. We are so fragile. Yet God's faithfulness is there to continue to shower upon us, to look upon us with unfailing love. And in Psalms, the psalmist also said, you know, we are just like dust, Lord. We are like dust. We are nobodies. But yet you see us and you, Jesus came and died for us so that nobodies can live in heaven eternally, one day forever, just by believing in Jesus. His faithfulness. We believe in him. He will still the tech, you know, the goodness, the quietness of God is still there in your life. Surely goodness and mercy follow you. Follow quietly. <laughs> it's still there. You go wrong turn, still follow you. Still didn't leave you and help you to turn back into the right direction. We go out, out, really, really out, almost to the cliff, want to fall down. He's still following us. His goodness that is not dependent on our goodness. Is faithfulness. The one uh, verse says that, you know, when we are unfaithful, he remains faithful. Where can find human being like that? <laughs> okay, this is how God follows you quietly. Because why? When we are stubborn, when we go our own way, we cannot hear God, right? But he's there, quiet, so quiet in his goodness, still holding to you, still loving you. Tau is, the, uh, is the, the word due, all right? The meaning in Hebrew or the word for due is tau, which is start from the letter te that we are learning today, all right? Which is the quiet goodness of God, very rare. And there is a uh, word, there's a name called talia, a flower, I think. So if any girl here wants another name, Hebrew name, you can have this name, Talia, <laughs> which is dew, is the meaning of dew, which is a gentle, quiet goodness of God. And as we develop that, it's also the beauty of the hidden man of your heart. Okay, so that's another name, right, for go. Deuteronomy 20, 32, 2, my doctrine or my teaching, says the Lord, will drop as the rain. My speech distilled as the dew spread, okay? As the small rain upon tender herb, as the showers upon the grass. Doctrine means teaching, insight, revelation, instruction, learning. Today, all of you here are no more scared of so-called law because wrong interpretation, okay? Wrong translation of the word Torah. It is knowing that our inner man, our heart has been made soft, given a new heart, this heart, God put the new covenant inside. God actually put all his instructions inside our heart. So it is no more pressure to obey God, but a pleasure and light and burn, easy. Because God, Jesus said, well, my words, my commandments are light and easy. They are not burdensome. We've got a wrong understanding of commandments of God as heavy. Because if we have not born again, they are very heavy. They are because they are commandments written on outside. Thou shalt do this, thou shalt not. But when you are born again, you are given a new heart and the writing, the Hebrew writing of God's instructions are written in a heart of flesh. So you enjoy God's instructions, God's words, right? They are inside. There you have Lamed, there all, some, all the, a lot of letters we haven't uh, learned yet. Okay, teachings, all right, our power. That's why God put one of the fivefold is a 
teacher of God's word, receive instruction and the bearer and the hearer of the instructions of God as showers upon the ground. So as rain, right? God's teaching comes down as rain. Sometimes when very hot already, you need rain. And God pours down the word of God, right? We go through scorching heat outside in the world. And then we need the rain. So the rain got two Hebrew letters, two, sorry, two Hebrew words. In the Jewish culture or in, in Israel, they have the early rain and the latter rain. So this rain that comes down, we have two words there. One is mata, where you see the word tet inside. Can you all see the letter tet? Okay, in the center, all right? That is mata, which is the early rain. So for the crops to grow in, in Israel, they have October rains and April rains. Okay, so both rains are needed, which is the uh, in, translated to English is called the early rain and the latter rain. So there are, in the latter rain uh, is the word geshem. I cannot find the picture for mata. As I said, this, this uh, gentle rain, all right, the beginning is the early rain. This gentle rain, the, the word, that letter tet is so rare <laughs> that I think nobody put inside Google or I haven't found it yet. Okay, but the letter rain, which is the other one, those letters we learned one already, Gimel, God is the one who gives, is inside. So for the crops to grow, to be blessed, the children of Israel need, all right, when they go and plant their, their, their plants and all that, they need rain. That's why drought will bring about famine. Okay? But they need God's rain. And God's rain is God's goodness. In the early rain, both in the early rain and the latter rain, which is the rain of their season in another translation. So God knows which rain to give us. But for us, the early rain is like God's goodness because it has the word tat inside. Right, the quiet dew rain that denotes mercy. Right? It's the mercy of God because remember seed time harvest and in the beginning in Genesis, God rained both on the righteous and the unrighteous. He's merciful. Is it only oh, on the believers, only on the land of Israel, only got rain? And only on the Christians got rain? No, God still gave rain everywhere. This is the mercy of God. Dew is Tau, which is the letter Tet, and the letter Lamet points to upwards and then brings down downwards. Okay, so that one I won't go into it yet until we come to the letter Lamet. All right, but just to learn the letter Tet for today. All right, it's in the letter Dew, start the letter Dew. Whatever start, that means it's more prominent. The meaning of the alphabet is more prominent in that Hebrew word. So in the dew, all right, it's a, it's a night mist. Even when we are sleeping and not doing anything, God's goodness is there, watching over us, giving you good sleep, giving you the rest. If we can rest in him, then you sleep. But if there are verses on sleep as well, all right? So if we meditate on those verses, then we can sleep. It's a night mist. That means it, uh, there's one verse that says, even while we are sleeping, God is releasing gifts from heaven. Okay, you can find that verse while we are sleeping. But if we want to be in control of everything, then we worry, 
God cannot do, the deal cannot come. <laughs> it suddenly blocked like that with all our worries and cares where we want to be in control. Why not let the deal fall down? Acknowledge God as our Father, as our God. All right? And then let Him bless us to cover. And I like this. The deal is like a covering, right? It, it means uh, to cover with a roof or cover over roof properly to strew over to cover in or plate with beams to cover us isn't that so wonderful protection right the dew brings of like a covering jesus is our blood covering right covers us and actually totally remove our sin and covers us we have a rope of righteousness where god see us we have a covering he cannot see our sin he don't see our sin he see jesus jesus is our covering the dew that goodness that you can you know shelter psalms 91 right thousand may fall at your right hand and ten thousand at your, your left but it shall not come near you you have a covering and a protection but when we how do you have this manifest if you don't even know these verses okay know know your scriptures the promises of god meditate nurture them inside your heart and then nothing in this world can touch you. Nothing in this world can touch Jesus Christ. Well, it was, he was on this earth, right? They tried to catch him. If it was not his time, they cannot kill him. But when his time came, he himself said, you know, it's time of the fulfillment where he is going to go to the cross for us. See? So while we're on this earth, know that God is in charge of our whole life our destiny and if it's not our time to die yet we won't die it's not our time all right knowing from god's word he will protect you okay unless the time come for you to uh, die for jesus or what then okay because we already embrace it if you're not embraced it won't happen don't worry. Soon you will cross the Jordan River and if you obey the laws and teachings I'm giving you today, you will be strong enough to conquer the land that the Lord promised your ancestors and their descendants. So we cross over through Jesus' blood. We're already at the Dalai. Already. Jesus, you know, is the door. I am the door. No one shall enter in. All right? Jesus said. Then to go through the new beginning, go into that realm of God, where all the blessings are, where all the riches are, the goodness is. That's why we come to this letter Ted. All right, the letter uh, Ted last week. Have you entered first through the door? And then now, the promises, the goodness are there. But what happened? First, you cross over, then you have to believe. And, and nurture the promises, the goodness of God in that basket, in that vessel of yours, hidden inside your heart. Meditate on God's word. Water it, nurture it. And eventually you will see it come out. See, if you don't even read this word, how do you know that this new life beyond that door, the physical into the supernatural or spiritual realm of God's realm is full of milk and honey? Because all our mind is full of the world telling us, don't sure or not, God want to take your money. <laughs> because the church, huh, they pass the bag around. How are you going to get rid of those stupid thoughts that are from the devil and listen to what God say that in his realm where you have entered through the Dalet, 
the, the head and today the tap, which is the quiet stillness of God from his word. His word says, this realm that you have entered into is like a land that is rich with milk and honey. And you will live there and suffer all the time and enjoy it for a long time. I need to put opposite. If not, it will just pass your brain. <laughs> right? Because brain is always accustomed to negative words. Then we catch it. Positive words, we don't catch them. <laughs> because of the programming of the world. Right? But today, we're going to deprogram. Tomorrow, you see how. Right? Enjoy it. Right? In the few early foundation sessions, right? The life that you enjoy. Okay? The pleasure life. Back into like the Garden of Eden. If we know, understand now the Hebrew letters, Revelation is going to help us to understand how to enter this new life. All right? By listening, reading, listening, hearing God's word and taking what God say as what God say and nurturing it inside. God, you say you give me milk and honey. Anyone drinking milk and honey now? <laughs> okay. Yeah, this belongs to me, okay? Belongs to you. It's better land than you had in Egypt. Better than in the world. The peace of mind where those things <clears throat> we're supposed to do, we do, but the rain and everything that we cannot do, you know, like clients uh, and all that, the, they don't come to you. All you cannot do already, but God can do. Uh, that part, we just believe. Nurture, meditate, and then believe where in egypt in the world you had to struggle just to water your crops do you want to go back to a life of like a life in egypt that is for the children of israel they go back you know a little bit problem they say well uh, moses why you take us to here <laughs> well but let her leave us in egypt the zayin if you understand zayin that i say is is also part of a sword right the struggle in this life, you can enjoy. But many Christians say, oh, it's a little bit difficult. Lah. Trusting God, very hard. Lah. Oh, tithing offering, all very hard. Lah. So go back into the world. Go back into the world system. I better trust in my own self. Huh? Why you want to go back to Egypt and struggle just to water your crops? When God said, I will, put, I will give you rain, I will give you milk and honey, if you will just trust me and you will just learn of me. All right? Fill your heart. With my, with these words and promises, so beautiful. Who doesn't want is really foolish. But the land you are crossing the Jordan to take possession of is a land of mountains and valleys that drinks rain from heaven. I like this translation. I drink one. It's <laughs> so simple. I drink, just take the water and put inside your mouth. Just drink. Okay. From heaven. You have crossed over. The word Hebrew in the Hebrew language is made up of these letters, uh, Zayin. Uh, we haven't learned a few yet. <coughs> the root letters are used to mean crossover. That's why it's so exciting and interesting to learn the Hebrew letters. To pass through. And today in Israel, we can use the word to talk about moving houses trans, uh, or, or going through difficulties or crossing the road and all that. Which in Hebrew means crossover. So we all have crossover. So we all are Hebrews. <laughs> yeah, we cross over. Just, just the meaning of it. You know, don't have to be the physical heritage of a Hebrew. And also plus, in Christ, through Jesus, 
we have the blessings of Abraham. But the meaning is, I'm a Hebrew because I've crossed over. Cross over from what? Jesus said this, right? You cross over from man-made traditions and lies, L-I-E-S, of the half-truth, into scripture told truth, or Yahweh Torah. Yeah, the more we understand the truth, the word of God, the Torah, all the instructions and directions and teachings of God to the Hebrews or the Jews, for us as well, who have crossed over through the blood of Jesus. When we believe in Jesus, we already cross over from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light, into God's kingdom, where light shines. His light. Light always speaks of revelation. But the hills and the valleys in the promised land are watered by rain from heaven. Okay, if you are in Egypt or you are in Canaan, uh, Canaan land, promised land. See, it says the hills and the valleys in the promised land are watered by rain from heaven. Your life, you want it just have rain from heaven or you want to struggle in Egypt? Our choice. All right, so that's where we keep on learning from God. Keep on understanding, especially when God now wants to give us more revelation through the Hebrew letters. Super exciting, right? That we can really live with God providing the rain for us. Just follow the word of God, his instructions. Because the Lord your God keeps his eye on this land. God's eye is not on the land, although he's merciful still, to unbelievers, but more so, the word of God says that his eye is on our life, on the believers, on his children, on our work. You think God don't care about your work, about your finances and all that? He does. His eye is always there watching. He takes care of all of it all year long, from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. That's a mere all year long. All year long. Okay? If you believe, this is what he said. So, stay in the promised land. And how do we stay in the promised land? The promises of God. The word. Right? The word inside you. That means you are staying. You keep hide the word of God inside your heart. Develop your spirit man with God's word. That we are staying in the promised land because we are doing, living in what he said. Not what we say or what Egypt say. Yeah? Okay, look. Some more. The Lord your God commands you to love him and serve him with all your heart and soul. If you obey him, then he will send rain. So today we can, there are very little things to obey actually, you know, because Jesus obeyed all the law. He did not uh, disobey the law. He fulfilled, he came to fulfill the law, right? So that now the law can be put and written in our hearts. So it's our joy to follow. It's our joy to love the Lord. We don't have to have this word, Rebecca, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all your heart, with all your mind. God is not going to appear and then give you like that. No, he write those words inside your new heart, soft heart. And inside your heart, wow, if you hear Jesus loving you, dying for you, and Rebecca said, I will love you, Lord. I respond to that love with all my heart, with all my soul, right? And such a joy to just obey without even realizing you are obeying the law. So beautiful. It's totally different. Okay. If, and then he sends rain 
at the right season, the latter rain, the autumn rain, and the spring rain. And you will have more than enough food, wine, olive oil. <laughs> okay, olive oil, don't be afraid. Right? God will provide for you to drink olive oil. Okay, and there will be plenty of grass on your cattle. Are these the words that we are speaking every day? Meditating every day? Ah, this is the food for our hidden man of the heart. This is the where we live in the promised land. Right? So beautiful. Okay, we're going to finish. Shout. Okay, this goodness, all right, the tag, the letter tag is in these words that are some, this is very few words only. I found these words, all right, which have the letter tag inside. Tov is remember, what is tov? Goodness. Goodness, yes. Goodness or even dew. Okay. Shavuah Tov is for the Jews will say Shavuah Tov means have a good week. See, they understand the word good. Nah? For us, we say, okay, have a good week. And then in our mind, we're thinking, oh, no, a lot of pressure. Lah. This week, there's a lot of things to do. Ah. Da, 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 da. There's no rest here. Our good has no understanding of the word Tov. You understand? So when we have the understanding of the letter tag, when the Hebrews, when the Jews, all right, they say have a good week, the talk, their good is God's goodness. Ah, you understand now? Our good is still, ah, yeah, everybody say lah, good morning, good morning, and then the whole day is very terrible. And we are thinking only of oh, all the things that need to be done, lah, worried, lah, worried until sick. Lah. Because it's depending on our ability to turn things to good. But when the Jews say, have a good week, a Shabbat talk, it means rest in God's goodness, right? Like the baby lying on the mother's chest. That's what it means. God's goodness that is gentle, like the dew that will fall, the faithfulness of God. Have a good week, rest in the faithfulness of God this week. Yeah, that he will be good to you just as the dew fall down. He will turn, he will make situations turn from around for you. Something like that, right? His goodness, his faithfulness. This is the text. Quiet and silent, resting in him and in his promises. The other one, have a good year. Shabbat Shana Tova. <laughs> Somehow the whole year has seen the letter. Can you see the letter tag inside? Remember just now? That letter number nine, right? Patience, faithfulness. Well, one year you have to be quite patient, right? <laughs> now it's longer already. You have the patience to wait for the fruits to come out as you meditate, as you confess God's word, as you depend on God's word. This whole year, what he promised. Do you hear any promise for this year? Okay, for beauty, for ashes, God already gave us the promises, right? There's a harvest coming in this year, harvest of souls, harvest in your finances. All right, did you hear it? And then the patience to continue to sow, to plant seed, uh, and then to wait for the fruits. See, that is the goodness of God and let God pour the rain, the revelations. See, when I started with the promises this year, I, I don't know that to go and look, uh, to go and study the Hebrew letters. But as we went along, yeah, the Holy Spirit directed. I remember, right, I told you one morning, wake up and the Lord said, go and check. Word of God, go and check Hebrew. I said, what? <laughs> and it started all there from there. Right, and then you have so remember all the qualities of or, or the meaning of tech in the good year. 
group V. And then what is Marcel To? Anyone can make a guess. <laughs> I didn't put the English translation here. Marcel To. To is goodness. So you see the letter. Oops, put back. Huh? The letter uh, To there, right? Which is the goodness or even the dew, which is the tet, the valve. The valve, remember? The valve is Jesus connecting God's goodness to us. See? Letter tet, goodness, God's goodness. Letter tet. Letter bar and letter that. This one all we went through already, these two letters. Which means that God's goodness in the letter that, the hidden, quiet goodness, faithfulness of God, the dew that comes down every morning or night, will flow to us. How does it flow to us? Through to our faith in Jesus, right? Yeah, the, the bar, the, the Jesus nailed to the cross. The pack, okay, that connect us. So Jesus is the one that connect the goodness of God to us when we believe Him. We believe in His Word, and His Word, that is what living inside us, right? Dwelling in us. So if you have God's Word living inside you, and by faith you believe God's Word, you have the bath Jesus that connect you now to this goodness of God, which is very rare. <laughs> so beautiful, right? So beautiful. So. Marcel Tov is a word that the, Hib, uh, the children of Israel or the Jewish peoples, they use as congratulations in a marriage, birthday or what, or, you know, in all their greeting cards. Congratulations is Marcel Tov. That means you have, you congratulate someone because there's goodness. Something good has happened in their life, right? The birthday is a good thing. Their wedding is a good thing. So Marcel Tov. Again, it's about so again the Jewish way of uh, understanding weddings and all that is not our understanding. All right, we haven't gone into it that that's why I was saying that they probably until rapture we will be discovering more and more of the revelations from the Hebrew uh, letters and words because it's a whole new uh, understanding altogether and it's super beautiful. Your life will never be the same again. Right, so. Bazelto, congratulations that, that you are now have entered into the goodness of God in this aspect of your life, whether it's uh, marriage or, you know, see goodness, see God's goodness, okay, through Jesus Christ. And then one last verse, Romans 8.28. Okay, so the top, you can see is good, right, or goodness. Letter Ted with the letter bar and the letter bed. God dwelling, the word of God dwelling, hidden inside our heart, right? That is like a tent. God chooses to dwell inside us. That means God wants us to have his word dwelling inside us. <coughs> Remember, Jesus said what in John 15? Abide in me and my words abide in you. You shall ask anything and you can do and everything. Without me, you can do nothing. See? This word, the goodness. And look at the word in Romans 8.28. It's tova. It also has the same letter plus a letter aleph inside, which is, this is uh, translated to Hebrew. Okay, this Romans 8.28 is in Greek, but this is a translation into Hebrew. In Hebrew, these are the letters. Same letter. Tet, va, bet. And aleph. 
So what does this verse say? We are convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together for good. For good, not for bad, not for evil, for good, which is God's goodness. You see, Aleph is God, right? With the youth and the valve and another youth. God holding us, God's hand, all right? God's hand is on us, on our lives. So every detail of our lives is being woven together. Even we go wrong way. Even we make mistakes. We make wrong decisions in our lives. Yet God is that good. This is the toe. This is the letter tag. That he will, what? For we are his lovers. He loved us so much. Who have been called to fulfill his design purpose because in each one of us he has called us for a purpose in this earth and then we make all wrong decisions we go everywhere yet what is the thing that still holds us and today we are all here this morning is his goodness his tap his toe that if in another version that we are all more familiar with is that what <laughs> romans 8 28 Anyone can say it in the usual version that you all know? All things are... <laughs> all things work together for good, good to those who love who, God and who, who are called according to His, to his will. Yeah, all things, they work together for good. But now, how? To those who love God, or Islamists, there's a God there. All things will work together if God is inside your life and the goodness of God is in you. I have a calling to be, to have a purpose. So those especially who are called, all right? And everyone is called. It's just our choice. God patiently follow you with his goodness, even when we don't know him, even when we make mistakes and make wrong decisions. He follow you because... God has called you and chosen you. So wrong things, we did everything, and then he turned it around for our good. His goodness is there, Aleph. When we acknowledge him as God, as the source of our life, as the ox, as the strength of our life. All right, if you've forgotten what Aleph is, go back to listen to the first one on Aleph. Right. He is the creator. But as we go along, we will have more understanding of each letter, even though we have gone through it. Okay? So this is how beautiful, right? You see the same word, tall, God's goodness with a tag. It's inside Romans 8.28, added in Aleph. God as the head. When we surrender to his lordship, Aleph, as the strength of our life, everything will turn for good. In my life, your life. Never understand what happened in my life, but he turned it all for good. Today, we all can have this revelation of how good God is. We don't need to go to Egypt. We can quietly rest in God and hand over the will of our lives to our Lord Jesus, to Holy Spirit, by keeping hiding his word in our heart, nurturing and developing the hidden man of the heart. Amen?
Amen.